This is IVP. In sharing the realities of humanity, the Bible does not shy away from the way that people unjustly sin against each other. Today's Bible audio episode features themes of human suffering, like sexual trauma and violence, that may be inappropriate for small children and triggering to others. While presently there is mixed research about the benefit of trigger warnings, we wanted to make you aware of this content so that you can govern yourselves accordingly. Reaching out to a trusted support, journaling, using relaxation techniques, and to the extent that you can, exercising or moving your body are best practices. Ultimately, we pray that even in the most difficult portions of Scripture, you come to know that the God of all justice and compassion sees you. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Genesis chapter 19, verse 1, through chapter 20, verse 18. The Destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah The two angels came to Sodom in the evening while Lot was sitting in the city's gateway. When Lot saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face toward the ground. He said, Here, my lords, please turn aside to your servant's house. Stay the night and wash your feet. Then you can be on your way early in the morning. No, they replied. We'll spend the night in the town square. But he urged them persistently. So they turned aside with him and entered his house. He prepared a feast for them, including bread baked without yeast, and they ate. Before they could lie down to sleep, all the men, both young and old, from every part of the city of Sodom, surrounded the house. They shouted to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us, so we can take carnal knowledge of them. Lot went outside to them. Shutting the door behind him, he said, No, my brothers, don't act so wickedly. Look, I have two daughters who have never been intimate with a man. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do to them whatever you please. Only don't do anything to these men, for they have come under the protection of my roof. Out of our way, they cried. This man came to live here as a foreigner. And now he dares to judge us? We'll do more harm to you than to them. 
They kept pressing in on Lot until they were close enough to break down the door. So the men inside reached out and pulled Lot back in the house as they shut the door. Then they struck the men who were at the door of the house, from the youngest to the oldest, with blindness. The men outside wore themselves out trying to find the door. Then the two visitors said to Lot, Who else do you have here? Do you have any sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or other relatives in the city? Get them out of this place, because we are about to destroy it. The outcry against this place is so great before the Lord that he has sent us to destroy it. Then Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law who were going to marry his daughters. He said, Quick, get out of this place because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was ridiculing them. At dawn, the angels hurried Lot along, saying, Get going. Take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or else you will be destroyed when the city is judged. When Lot hesitated, the men grabbed his hand and the hands of his wife and his two daughters because the Lord had compassion on them. They led them away and placed them outside the city. When they had brought them outside, they said, Run for your lives. Don't look behind you or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains, or you will be destroyed. But Lot said to them, No, please, Lord. Your servants have found favor with you, and you have shown me great kindness by sparing my life. But I am not able to escape to the mountains, because this disaster will overtake me, and I'll die. Look, this town over here is close enough to escape to and it's just a little one. Let me go there. It's just a little place, isn't it? Then I'll survive. Very well, he replied. I will grant this request too, and will not overthrow the town you mentioned. Run there quickly, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. This incident explains why the town was called Zoar. The sun had just risen over the land as Lot reached Zoar. Then the land rained down sulfur and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah. It was sent down from the sky by the Lord. So he overthrew those cities and all that region, including all the inhabitants of the cities and the vegetation that grew from the ground. But Lot's wife looked back longingly and was turned into a pillar of salt. Abraham got up early in the morning and went to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked out towards Sodom and Gomorrah and all the land of that region. As he did so, he saw the smoke rising up from the land like smoke from a furnace. So when God destroyed the cities of the region, God honored Abraham's request. He moved Lot from the midst of the destruction when he destroyed the cities Lot had lived in. Lot went up from Zoar with his two daughters and settled in the mountains because he was afraid to live in Zoar. So he lived in a cave with his two daughters. Later, the older daughter said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man in the country to sleep with us the way everyone does. Come, 
let's make our father drunk with wine so we can go to bed with him and preserve our family line through our father. So that night, they made their father drunk with wine, and the older daughter came in and went to bed with her father. But he was not aware of when she lay down with him or when she got up. So in the morning, the older daughter said to the younger, Since I went to bed with my father last night, let's make him drunk again tonight. Then you go in and go to bed with him, so we can preserve our family line through our father. So they made their father drunk that night as well. And the younger one came and went to bed with him. But he was not aware of when she lay down with him or when she got up. In this way, both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. The older daughter gave birth to a son and named him Moab. He is the ancestor of the Moabites of today. The younger daughter also gave birth to a son and named him Ben-Ami. He is the ancestor of the Ammonites of today, Abraham and Abimelech. Abraham journeyed from there to the Negev region and settled between Kadesh and Shore. While he lived as a temporary resident in Gerar, Abraham said about his wife Sarah, She is my sister. So Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent for Sarah and took her. But God appeared to Abimelech in a dream at night and said to him, You are as good as dead because of the woman you have taken, for she is someone else's wife. Now Abimelech had not gone near her. He said, Lord, would you really slaughter an innocent nation? Did Abraham not say to me, she is my sister? And she herself said, he is my brother. I have done this with a clear conscience and with innocent hands. Then in the dream, God replied to him, Yes, I know that you have done this with a clear conscience. That is why I have kept you from sinning against me and why I did not allow you to touch her. But now give back the man's wife. Indeed, he is a prophet, and he will pray for you. Thus you will live. But if you don't give her back, know that you will surely die, along with all who belong to you. Early in the morning, Abimelech summoned all his servants. When he told them about all these things, they were terrified. Abimelech summoned Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? What sin did I commit against you that would cause you to bring such great guilt on me and my kingdom? You have done things to me that should not be done. Then Abimelech asked Abraham, What prompted you to do this thing? Abraham replied, Because I thought, surely no one fears God in this place. They will kill me because of my wife. What's more, she is indeed my sister, my father's daughter, but not my mother's daughter. She became my wife. When God made me wander from my father's house, I told her, This is what you can do to show your loyalty to me. Every place we go, Say about me, he is my brother. So Abimelech gave sheep, cattle, and male and female servants to Abraham. He also gave his wife Sarah back to him. Then Abimelech said, Look, my land is before you. Live wherever you please. 
To Sarah he said, Look, I have given 1,000 pieces of silver to your brother. This is compensation for you so that you will stand vindicated before all who are with you. Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, as well as his wife and female slaves, so that they were able to have children. For the Lord had caused infertility to strike every woman in the household of Abimelech, because he took Sarah, Abraham's wife. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. Admonition to follow righteousness and avoid wickedness. Listen, children, to a father's instruction, and pay attention so that you may gain discernment. Because I hereby give you good instruction, do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son to my father, a tender, only child before my mother. He taught me, and he said to me, Let your heart lay hold of my words. Keep my commands so that you will live. Acquire wisdom. Acquire understanding. Do not forget and do not turn aside from the words I speak. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will guard you. Wisdom is supreme, so acquire wisdom. And whatever you acquire, acquire understanding. Esteem her highly, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place a fair garland on your head. She will bestow a beautiful crown on you. Listen, my child, and accept my words, so that the years of your life will be many. I hereby guide you in the way of wisdom, and I lead you in upright paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered, and when you run, you will not stumble. Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Protect it, because it is your life. Luke Chapter 1, verses 39 through 46. Mary and Elizabeth. In those days, Mary got up and went hurriedly into the hill country to a town of Judah and entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She exclaimed with a loud voice, Blessed are you among women. And blessed is the child in your womb. And who am I that the mother of my Lord should come and visit me? For the instant the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that what was spoken to her by the Lord would be fulfilled. Mary's Hymn of Praise And Mary said, My soul exalts the Lord and my spirit has begun to rejoice in God my Savior, because he has looked upon the humble state of his servant. For from now on all generations will call me blessed, because he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. From generation to generation 
He is merciful to those who fear him. He has demonstrated power with his arm. He has scattered those whose pride wells up from the sheer arrogance of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up those of lowly position. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy, as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. So Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her home. James chapter 1 verses 1 through 18. Salutation from James, a slave of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. To the twelve tribes dispersed abroad, greetings, joy, and trials. My brothers and sisters, consider it nothing but joy when you fall into all sorts of trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect effect, so that you will be perfect and complete, not deficient in anything. But if anyone is deficient in wisdom, he should ask God, who gives to all generously and without reprimand, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith without doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed around by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord, since he is a double-minded individual, unstable in all his ways. Now the believer of humble means should take pride in his high position, but the rich person's pride should be in his humiliation, because he will pass away like a wildflower in the meadow. For the sun rises with its heat and dries up the meadow. The petal of the flower falls off and its beauty is lost forever. So also the rich person in the midst of his pursuits will wither away. Happy is the one who endures testing, because when he has proven to be genuine, he will receive the crown of life that God promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each one is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires. Then when desire conceives, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is full grown, it gives birth to death. Do not be led astray, my dear brothers and sisters. All generous giving and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or the slightest hint of change. By his sovereign plan, he gave us birth through the message of truth that we would be a kind of first fruits of all he created. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we get to hear your word even today. Thank you, Lord, that you communicate with us, that you hold up a mirror to who we really are, and that you also, through your word, point us to who you are as well. 
God, we thank you that even in the most difficult and painful passages, passages that shake us to our core and bring about even confusion, that your spirit is at work bringing comfort and bringing understanding even now. I ask, O God, that where we feel a sense of dismay or confusion, that you would hold us up towards the light of truth and that by the power of your spirit would convey to us what you would have us to know in your word. Show us your character and your grace and your mercy, even in the most difficult readings. It is in your name that we pray and that we entrust ourselves. Amen. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.